Welcome to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. That's Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack. They're two women with voices that just happen to have sons in the NFL. That means you'll hear about football and motherhood, but you'll never know what you're going to hear next. So let's get this conversation started. Here are your hosts, Garrett and Mac. Hi, Jeracy. Hi, listening audience. This is Audrey Garrett and my co-host, Jeracy Mack, and we're the host of Double Down with Garrett and Mac this week. Tracy, do I sound tired? Because I feel like I'm just exhausted. Well, you know, we have, we just come back from the Antarctica. So, uh. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm okay with, I'm, I've told you this before. I love like being in Cleveland, you know, because I love the snowstorms. I don't have a problem being in hemmed up in the house because I don't, the, the pandemic didn't impact my life um, in the sense that I wasn't used to being at home. This crap was as exhausting as you tried to watch the news and to see how things were faring or like I'm at a lot of group chats and people are like, I don't have any electricity. It's day three. It's 26 hours. It's, you know, 37 hours, you know, Mm -hmm. people who had babies and stuff. And it was just exhausting even just reading the text, even though I didn't lose power and I lost water just for 24 hours. The people, you know, the people who were impacted and the, the, the trauma that it has caused, it's like trauma on top of trauma. It's like snatching mm-hmm. off a scab because we are barely healing from the pandemic. And exactly. now you get this. Exactly. And and it has had a great impact and here in my area. It has been horrible uh, for us. We People are still going into a week today with no water or power, electricity mm. at all. Mm. And can you imagine... Audrey, we, we were six below, and people didn't really? have, yes. I didn't know that cold. got down. Yes. And people had Damn. no, no, not, I mean, electricity and then no water. So we I had. Was about, I was reading about the, the little boy's family who, it was three siblings and their grandmother, and they froze to death in their homes. Mm-hmm. And they were all in the same bed trying to get warm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't know about anybody else. I've always been a blanket person. I don't know why, but I probably got about 50 blankets at my house. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I mean, I, can't, I don't imagine how you, how you get warm even with 50 blankets and six below. But, you know, we had the fireplace going. We've, we found that there are some massive cold spots. I mean, we knew they were there. We've been in our house 20 years. But. To sit there and imagine being a parent or a grandparent, and I'm both, and so are you, and watching or not even realizing that your children are freezing to death. Mm-hmm. That's true. Or they're hungry. Or that $3, how much was bread down there right now? Uh, $3.29. That's and ridiculous. A, and a little package of hamburger meat that was probably... A pound and a half was twelve dollars and seventy nine cents. Oh, snap, crackle and pop! No, yeah. No. When you used to, you could get a whole five pound roll for cheaper than that. Well, you I know, we had twenty nine. We had this conversation earlier when we were talking about what we were going to talk about on the show, and we were talking about the haves and the have nots, and how people have the expectation 
that things are going to be, I think this is the Republican side of me because you know I'm an independent and I kind of go back and forth on the different sides, depends on how my compassion level is. But um, in, in so many ways, I am that person who believes preparation is key. And if you could go get your hair done, if you could make sure that you have nice braids, your nails are done, your pedicure is done, you buy MAC lipstick, you should be able to every time you get some money, buy a can of beans, buy a bag of beans, buy a can of of um, corn or whatever and have your emergency stash so that your family, just in case, is not going without. I keep extra toothpaste, extra toilet paper. When the pandemic hit, I didn't have to go by. I didn't have to be in the store scatterbrained about how I was going to find some toilet tissue. I had plenty, you know, because I keep a stash. And so I am that. But you can't sit there and wait for the public to come and bail you out of a situation that you've had time to prepare for. I know it sounds kind of mean, Um and you can't do anything about your lights being off. Now, if my lights went off and they were off for a period of time, if I don't have friends or family I could bunk with, then I'm looking at community resources, community resources, not I'm going to wait and see if somebody's going to, you know, take care of this for me. I've got to fend for my family and I'll deal with the city consequences later, but I'm going to make sure I. I have my family together and I and, and in so many ways you and I were having this discussion. I don't think enough people take personal accountability in the context of preparation and your preparation be, should not ever become an emergency for somewhere. Well, your lack of preparation should not ever become an emergency for somebody else. And and I get that. And when when I say I get that, going and get your hair, your nails, buying cigarettes, that's a pet peeve of mine and different aspects like that. That is that's one thing. But when you've already been affected by the covid and you don't have a job and you're not working and you're doing the best that you can to feed your family and then an impact like this happened where they were asking people not to get on the road and drive for weeks and then. uh the, the food that you have is the food to cook for your family. If you got a gas, if you got electric stove and heater, you in trouble. You, you're in, you're in trouble because um, that's just like my nephew, Papa. He was out in West Texas. He had prepared himself to be snowed in and for this to happen and then electricity went out. He had bought food to cook. Okay. And that's fine. So we put the food outside in the six degrees below. And then we cook with the grill. I mean, I'm not saying, no, no, let me be clear. I'm now not everybody saying don't have a grill. Well, I'm not saying everybody is well, if you black, you got a grill. Girl, please. I was black, a black single woman and I had a grill. You uh, Do you have a grill, Geraci? Do you I have, have a, a barbecue pit? They, it's a grill. Can you? I know you've grilled on it, and you are a single woman living up in your house. Girl, please. Black folks got grills. But, but no. here's my deal. We had a situation here where a family received carbon monoxide poisoning because Daddy bought the grill in the house to cook for the family. So okay. it's. I, I mean, again, I go back. Again, I go back to our conversation that we were having earlier today. Some. My, when the water started getting low, I knew to fill up, start filling up buckets and stuff in case the water went out. It's some people, they didn't know that. But, but see, there's a difference between a lack of knowledge and a lack of preparation. Mine is the lack of preparation. Now, I've known since I was a young person not to 
barbecue in the house. I, We've, <laughs> I don't. I, I, I agree. I, okay, I so agree. I'm not. I'm not talking about a lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge is because you haven't been taught something. A lack of preparation means that you have the opportunity to. It's like paying insurance. It's just in case. Girl, let mm-hmm. me tell you something. If I had to buy a case, a 12-pack or 24-pack or whatever the package of oodles or noodles comes in, and that be my stash, my kids would have had oodles or noodles. You'd have had oodles or noodles with hot sauce one day, oodles or noodles with ketchup the next day. I throw, now I don't eat hot dogs, but I bet you I'd like them. I throw a pack of hot dogs in my freezer every now and then. Don't eat them often, but I bet you my kids would... When, when they were younger, I'd have had that level of preparation. And it's frustrating to me that even when we know the storm is coming, I knew the storm was coming and I was in Atlanta. I get back here. I had still I was still prepared for a storm because I prepared in advance for mm-hmm. the storm. If I didn't, if my lights had gone out, I may have had to switch over to plan B which was I prepared because I bought a generator two years ago and it's sitting in my shed. So mm-hmm. preparation is about just making sure on your own behalf, things are taken care of. You've said, you know, you knew the storm was coming and Jeracy, if it went from west to east. So what if you said, hey, I know it's going to be worse because it is worse because you're more east than I am. Mm-hmm. It is going to be worse in my part. Can you drive down? He can you can I drive to your house? That's preparing just in case. Mm-hmm. A lack of preparation shouldn't become anybody else's emergency. That's all I'm saying. You cannot wait for the state or the city or the federal government to come bail you out because what might happen? You may just freeze to death. You may just that's, drown. That's true. But in, in in a situation like this, how would you prepare? Because even the state, the city of emergency, they, you know, the governor asked them to stop the rolling power outages. I know because of knowledge I have in working in different area. If he, if we didn't do those rolling power outages, we would have been without power for a long time trying to get all that, all them grids back up and going. Well, the state of Texas failed us. The state of Texas failed us. Let me be clear with you. I'm not I'm not letting the state of Texas off by any stretch of the imagination. I just happen to be one of the fortunate ones who did not lose power. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about it to that level. You were taught there were people who were driving up like they showed here, the city of Houston, where people were going to the park to fill up for water. Where's your cases of water at home? Cases of water are, are like three dollars. If you can buy cigarettes, I know it sounds horrible of me. Um, I just think there's a lot of things we can do to prepare ourselves that we're not doing. And we're waiting for somebody, the government, somebody, the, the FEMA, you know, the Red Cross to come and bail us out in the time of emergency. The people that will survive in a time of emergency are those people who have made some sort of preparation. And and to a certain extent, I agree with that. But when you buy cigarettes, I have a problem with that. But when you are just things are just happening in life and you don't even have 
money or you haven't worked in months and you don't have it to have and you're not buying cigarettes or nothing, you're doing all that you can to get your family through, your family to survive. Just like you were talking about your food that you bought for your kids. My food was totally different. And I guess it might be because the area I grew up, I had peanut butter and jelly. Mm -hmm. I had Viena Winnie's. I had stuff that I knew that we were probably going to lose electricity. And I had an electric stove. I prepared for stuff that we could make. Now, the boys, they used to love, we opened up the the wire hangers. That's the one I'm saying, wire hanger. (laughs) We would open up the wire hanger and we would stick our weenie over the fire in the fireplace. They thought it was cool. But yeah. they didn't realize we didn't have no lights. And mama couldn't boil them weenies on the stove. So right. we're just going to have a weenie roast. That right. stuff, you do you do prepare for that. But some people, this this was one that I was totally, I think the fact that the state shut down, the fact that you couldn't even go into Walmart, you couldn't do nothing. People just got out of my driveway uh, Saturday. Now, if you was to look outside my house from Saturday to, to today and you didn't know no better, you would tell me I was lying about an ice storm. You, I sat, I sat on my couch and I watched two of my two people who live up my way try to get up the hill to get in our driveway. And they finally just had to park their cars on the side of the road and walk up the hill, sliding the whole way up the hill. So I knew to prepare myself because I had a hill. I had two hills that I would have to climb to get out. I didn't set myself up. The water started getting low. I had wash pans full of water. I had pots and pans full of water. I had bottled water. I had uh, spam, even though spam ain't good, cold. I had bologna. I had lunch meat. I had bread, peanut butter and jelly, just little stuff. My mama would call, babe, what you eating? I put I cook I put a roast in the crock pot one day. I let that roast cook. I ate I ate the roast. I turned around the next day. I made a soup out of the roast. I mean, but some people, as you say, they didn't necessarily couldn't prepare because had I been to me in a better financial situation with all the COVID stuff going on, I'd have had about thirteen or fourteen cases of water in my house. I'd have had. 10 to 15 things of uh, paper towel and toilet paper. I always bought in bulk like that and kept in my house. But because of the situation with the COVID already going on and my company not getting any clients anything in, it got scary for me because I knew the situation it could be. So then I started to wonder, what about people who are out there who really didn't have any income coming in and haven't had any in a long time, they were already pushing everything to the ends. And the thing of it is with me, I'm here by myself. So I knew exactly how much to eat for that day and not eat for the next day. I, my, my nails, I, this is the longest I've ever been without getting my nails done. My hair ain't been done. You know, and there's some things that I have to prioritize because of the change in the situation that happened. But I knew that. I knew to prioritize, but what about these young people who, they didn't know to prioritize. They didn't know, baby, if the water pressure is getting low, the water finna cut off. Some people just, they they didn't know that. And, And again, 
I mean, I, I just you keep see, thinking because no, the first but time I used the me, bathroom. No, but for me, you're talking about a lack of knowledge. And and, and if I'm not mistaken, Miss Preacher, Miss Chaplin, um, me and she'll perish from a lack of knowledge. <laughs> but in the, in, in the meantime, um, I'm always talking about the ability to be prepared on whatever level your preparation is. We all spin frivolously at some point, even the poorest person. I remember, you know, when I was a single parent with just Sean and there were times when I knew I spent frivolously, but I made sure his daycare was paid. The lights were on. This was taken care of. There was gas in my car. And then I spent frivolously. So if that meant, um, and even when it was just me and him and it was, it was, you know, I don't want to say hand to mouth. I'm just saying it was, you know, a single woman doing a single thing. Um, I definitely made sure that there were extra jars of peanut butter. There was, you know, a loaf of bread in the freezer, you know, because also, you know, in Texas, we're not going to be snowed under that long. Four or five days is about as much as God is going to give us. Hallelujah. You know, we ain't built for this, but <laughs> you know, that's going to be it. You know what? So we, we've, we've kind of mashed around this for a minute and like I said, that's that's probably more of my Republican leanings where people need to have more personal responsibility in their situation and not wait for somebody to rescue them. And I know, you know, my empathetic side of me doesn't want anybody's child to starve to death, anybody to freeze to death, none of that. And I would do anything in my personal uh, position mm-hmm. to be able to avoid that at all costs. But when we come back from the, the break to race, we're going to talk about your... Your Senator Ted Cruz. He went cruising down to Mexico. What? Yeah, him yours. So when we come back. What? Uh, come back. What? He what? he needed some heat. He wasn't ready. He ain't built for he this. Had a, he had a Valentine's <laughs> trip planned. You just, you misunderstood. Mm. Oh, for his kids. <laughs> All right. We'll see you on the back end of the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, You need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. 
Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to garrettandmac at gmail.com. Now, back to Double Down. Welcome back to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. This is Joracy Mac. We're going to talk about Audrey's misquoting of a Don't Valentine's you, mm-hmm. Day trip. And I know she's not blaming. Mm-mm. You mean cruise and not cruise? Could it be? Mm-mm. Could it be? Mm-mm. It was just a Valentine's Day trip, please. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you try to play around with my emotions. Boy, that boy blamed his children and then had to confess once he got caught. Teddy Cruz, baby. Teddy was cruising, okay, down to Mexico. Girl, how the hell do you wake up in the morning and say, cheer and pack your bag? Now, we just talked about being so poor that you can't possibly, you know, in all situations, prepare properly. This mofo had enough money to where he, where he my cheer in one of the vacations. Girl, I can't tell you one time when Sean Brill or Miles Garrett got to tell us when vacation was going to happen and we going to take a trip to Mexico. <laughs> My thing was for the boys, you got a baseball game over here and you got a football game over here. That's our vacation. Have the lies, the lies, <laughs> the lies. How do you, you know, how do you even say you slept overnight and said, Heidi, I'm going to tell them the kids thought of it and thought that was going to fly with any reasonable thinking person. It was Valentine's. Is that what it was? Surely it was misunderstood. What? L- let me help him out. What did he say? In the words of Kyler Murray, what I said was that's some bullshit. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> what he said? Okay, so he basically came back with the story that the kids just the kids wanted to get away. Now let me let me put a parenthesis here. Every child I know in Texas is so geeked up about even seeing snow mm-hmm. that they are trying to so. All of a sudden, you got the odd kids in Texas that all of a sudden goes, I don't like the white stuff coming down that I don't see but once every blue moon. Let's go to Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, help us. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, take the wheel. Okay, let me, let me, be quiet. Let me talk for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) But that is true. All kids, all the kids in Texas was excited to lights without. It's that <laughs> Well, I know but, some people that made it fun, just like you said. They they lit the fire in the fireplace. You mm-hmm. know, oh comma for all these people that ran got these damn open concept houses. How that working for you now? <laughs> I I hate an open concept house, and thank God that my husband hated old concept too because neither one of us were like let's give rooms that all open up together because now you got to try to heat that sucker yeah it'll be some people would looking to close off that family room now with a fireplace but go yeah. ahead yeah i i i lay here on my couch and i watched uh some people on a four-wheeler they actually had took the wheels off a wheelbarrow 
and had hooked it to the back of the four-wheeler like a sled and Country was pulling living. the kids. <laughs> Country living. It's nothing like it. I that watched the best deers, I watched the deers running and playing. Did you take a picture? I didn't get a picture. They were moving too oh, quick, Lord. and I didn't realize what they were until they got so far. You know, so far out. I ain't talking about. But, I ain't talking about the deer. I'm talking about the people with the dumb the wheel on the back. Girl, that's how you do it in the country. You act like we always had fishing poles. You get a stick, and you get some string, and you throw it out there in the water. And you, and you, if you know how to fish, you know exactly when to pull it up and catch fish. We don't go buy snow sleds and stuff. That's wasting money. We wouldn't use them, but every ten years. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. <laughs> Well, no, honey, but they could have fished on your lake. No, that was a, well. That was I kept telling everybody, don't try to skate on it. That we wasn't froze that hard. But <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was a pretty good. It was a pretty good freeze. It was pretty good freeze. Well, and Ted didn't want Ted didn't want his kids out there skating. I guess they only skated the Galleria. So when he told I, the truth, what did he say? Because I didn't see it. Seriously, yeah, I didn't see. Yeah, he had to confess and say, well, maybe it wasn't the smartest idea to, to go there. See, because then people started looking at him. He took a full bag. So he tried to say, oh, I was just being a good dad and I was escorting them down there overnight. But that, honey, that carry-on luggage was full to the gills. You know how you had a little piece where you could unzip it and give yourself an extra inch? It mm-hmm. was unzipped. He had a bag on top of that bag. Girl, if that's an overnight visit, he's a woman. <laughs> girl that part and then then he had to confess and say well you know i was gonna kind of stay the weekend so we just left out of the weekend so basically you was gonna cruise through the dramatic parts of a whole freeze in your state yeah okay well maybe he couldn't fly back in I'm just oh, trying, and, oh, wait a minute. And then he said, I got too. the first flight available because, of course, I had to find a COVID test to get back. But shouldn't you have already had that prior range since you only plan to stay 24 hours? So you should have had that arranged because, remember, your lie was you was coming right back the next, just go stay 24 hours. Child block by cash me. I say, little girl said, cash me outside with that foolishness. <laughs> girl, that's... I know it. I know it. I know it. And, and see, you know what? He'd have just been better off saying. Now, I don't know how you make it look any better for people who are freezing to death. Um, he'd have just been better off sending Heidi and the girls. I know he lost power at his home, but he was also one of them people that could have gone to the Ritz Carlton in his state and yeah. been living in his state, still staying here in the warmth of a hotel. He chose to leave the whole country during. A crisis, your whole state. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There will be people that still elect him on his next term. He ain't ever get my vote, but he for damn sure won't get it now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm going to mm. start talking now. So let's talk about the Ritz Carlton. Mm-hmm. And what, I, what I'm meaning by that is there were people showing up to places, Walmart and different places. No one was there. They were not open. And um, there were a lot of complaints that shocked me that people's one, one complaint was I risked my life to get out here to go to the store and I get here and nobody's there. So you wanted somebody else to risk their life 
for your loaf of bread for that I, lack that, of preparation that I just talked to you about 30 minutes ago. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and I was like, did, did they really just post that? Did they really say that? And, uh, you know, here in Texas from, I want to make sure I get it right, from Lindale. Oh, I heard the country needs to net Lindale. From Lindale to, but basically, I-20 was shut down with 18 mm-hmm. wheelers because they couldn't pull those heels. Mm-hmm. So people were, people were griping and complaining that the stores was empty. What do you think was in those 18 wheelers shut down on I-20? Girl, I passed by where they had an accident evidently with an Amazon truck because the packages was over on the side and I was in the far left lane and I wanted to pull over and you turn back around and make sure none of my, <laughs> my name wasn't on other packages. I told no. Graham, I said, baby, I just need this to be over so Amazon can start delivering again. <laughs> I'm just like, it ain't been a package on my door in, in, in days. I'm going through withdrawal. Yes. Yeah, but you yes. know what? That's true. Th- those trucks... That's what they contain. Where your th- those were your meat and your bread, and if mm-hmm. they jackknifed, you know mm-hmm. they got families too. I'm not even talking about the exactly. meat. Exactly, the drivers exactly. have families too. And exactly. I I wouldn't expect anybody. So you know, I t- we talked about this story a couple of years ago. There was. Um, you know, we have ice storms here, and mm-hmm. this Starbucks. Yeah, I call Starbucks out. And this Starbucks, to, she called the little girl called the manager. She was a teenager in high school about whether or not to come to work. It was pretty bad. She was calling her mother and said, "Call in because you're mm-hmm. not going." And basically, the manager said, "Well, if you don't come, you don't have a job." So the little girl, little high schooler, risked life and limb to go to this little job at Starbucks. Now, me and my mama. Bria would have been sitting her arse at the house mm-hmm. and that would have just been like they hiring over here at Albertsons or Denny's or wherever we we'd have found you another J-O-B okay mm-hmm. and so the little girl didn't come home and she didn't make it to work of course they found her her truck her body inside of her truck where she done slid off a bridge that she was going on uh, to go over to go to work and they found her down in the culvert in the in the water where she had slid off the side of the road and at that point and I think it's you know uh, probably my kids were all out of the house or maybe Miles was a senior in high school and I just thought to myself at that point nah nah Nah, ain't nothing. I'm really. I remember my truck slid on the highway. It was the first time I started working at BNSF, and I have always worked at home or had jobs where I had the flexibility to work from home if I if I didn't want to come in or didn't you know need to come in. And girl, I'm calling myself. I'm trying to get down the highway because they didn't have work from home. And girl, my SUV slid, and I got it to a stop. And I called my boss. I said I just slid on the side of the road, and I got too many more overpasses to go through. I'm going back home. And, I, mm-hmm. and he could have fired me. I didn't care. He could fire me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and fire you know, me. that's one of the things in our area because, like, I mean, y'all get more, a little bit more there in the Metroplex than we do every now and then. Something's coming through through Oklahoma out of, out of West Texas, and y'all get the tail end of it. But we got a dousing of it this time. And the the judges, the county judges, they were telling people, please don't get on the road. Please don't get on the road. So why they were common sense. People. But why common sense just didn't kick in? 
I know it. But some people and I kept saying we are not even used to snow, let alone all this ice out here. And I didn't even realize how thick it was until my nephew came to check on me and he stepped down and I seen his footprint and the ice went up his leg. Well, you and know, I coming at him and I said, is that deep? Yeah. Coming in from the airport on Sunday night, literally, we were sliding on the road, not going more on the highway, not going more than 30, 35. At spots, you could go 40. And there were people zooming by us in uh, trucks going mm-hmm. 60, 70 miles an hour. And I'm sitting here going, I ain't in that big a rush. Just not. It just it just I, I didn't understand the need for speed at that because. Mm-hmm. You know, that conversation, there's some things I'm sorry doesn't cover. Mm-hmm. And if I find out you're going 60, 65 miles an hour and you've killed my child who's finally leaving the job at the local subway to get home and mm-hmm. you can't stop coming off the freeway and you T-bone her and kill her or him. You know, there's not an upset. You better hope to hell that you've met your, you've met your, ma- your maker because you've definitely met your match when I get hold of you. Yeah, I'm trying to sneak in the hospital and and put a bubble in your your IV. Oh no! Wait, we premeditating over the air. Oh oh yeah oh, (laughs) honey. Let me just tell people for for, go ahead and convict me if somebody takes one of my children. Now, there's yes, I did it, and I hope they burn in hell. I mean. I'm coming for your throat. It won't be a trial. It'll be a trial for me. I yeah. I'm that really, I, I'm, yeah. I'm even though I'm a mother, really, yeah, because of your wow. carelessness and recklessness that you take out one of my kids because you're speeding in a snowstorm or through a child. Um, you know, it pisses me off to see people go through crosswalks fast instead of just taking your time and go 20 through the school crosswalk. And the first thing you want to jump out the, ca- the car when you hit somebody's child, oh, I'm sorry, no, you ain't sorry yet. Mm-mm. You ain't you ain't hit that level of sorry yet. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm that mother. Yeah, I'm gonna show up at your doorstep. Uh, and I don't care if I take years to get you. Years. See, I'm told. I'm totally the opposite. I I don't have a problem with the death penalty, but if someone hurt or or did something like that to one of my children. I want them to lay there the rest of their life in prison and think about what they did. Mm. I don't want to. I feel like letting them, letting them the death penalty. My child didn't know the day, time, hour that he was going to die. You shouldn't have the respect to knowing that either. Oh, you thought I was going to kill him? Mm-mm. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm more. Now I'm, I'm more like the murder. Yeah, well, no, 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 because I'm not trying to kill anybody. I just want to sever your spine, so all you could do is sit up and blink yes for one, and two for no. One for yeah. yes. Just that's all you're able to do. I don't want you to be able to communicate with nothing. I just want to sever your spine. I don't want you to ever walk again. If you're a man, I don't want your dick to get hard again. I don't want oh you to ever gosh. be able to. Oh heck yeah! I don't want you to birth nobody's babies. One blink once for yes and two for no. That's a, oh no! I ain't trying to kill nobody. You you remember that case where the man had sexually assaulted all the young girls and her daddy, one of the daddies, he couldn't take it. He just came Beat after him. Yeah. And but then but then they had him come back into the courtroom to apologize. 
I was like, what the hell he apologizing for? I ain't got, I ain't got no apology. I ain't got, uh, Judge, I'm sorry you didn't let me have him for a few more <laughs> moments and unable to bring my switchblade in here to sever his spine. That's <laughs> all I'm see, sorry about. See, that's why we have, that's why we have the, the little things you go through, security system to see, check. Cause, see, you, you said, I, you, I am you totally to an accessory to something. Mm-mm. Now, see, Samuel Jackson, he went ahead and killed him. And, and, and it felt good. And his, I mean, it resonated in my soul when he says, yeah, I killed them and I hope they burn in hell. I don't want to kill you. I want, especially if you're young, I want you not to be able to have any kind, because my child can't do nothing. My child can't, just like you said, he, he don't know the, the time, the date. They can't have kids. You'll never see them graduate. They're in the grave. I want you to be able to just be, your, all your days could be is looking at the ceiling going, what day is it? I wish I was dead. No, you don't get the privilege of you'll die when the lights go off from lack of payment and your oxygen machine stops working. Oh, we talking about evil. Well, mm-hmm. I say we go to a break so uh, I can. Break <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, that's how my mind works. That's how my mind works. While we go to a in our break, uh, this might be an extra long break because she needs a lot of prayer right now to settle her down. <laughs> I don't need any prayer. Finish. I'm just as calm. Jeracy, don't know. Y'all don't understand. I'm just as calm. It would be just as premeditated. I'll take one for the team. I'm going to jail. I'm going to be Bertha's bitch because I ain't going to be able to fight nobody off. Oh. I'm just going to have to let her have it and just be like, if you want some old cooch, here it is. But um, yeah, I'm oh. going down. I'm taking oh. one for the team. Yeah, I'm taking one okay. for the team. So now as we go to break, because we seriously need prayer, we'll be back in a minute with Double Down with Garrett and Matt. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mac at gmail.com. Now, back to Double Down. And welcome back to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Um, first of all, let me just say that I have prayed for Miss Garrett, and she understands that her key phrases are "Try Jesus, don't try me." So I throw hands. Because I throw hands. I throw hands. So yes. we got we got her trying Jesus, but don't try her because she throw hands. So. Well. But again, we 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 hope that y'all are enjoying the show. Today is one of our, our shows that we are kind of clowning around and talking outside of our head because we just come out of an ice storm that we are not particularly used to. Audrey, what do you think about the fact that the water systems were not able to handle the capacity of the freeze that we had? Let me tell you something. So there was a girlfriend of mine and she posted a picture. She ran some water in her um, her washing machine. It had fecal matter. It was just straight up unfiltered water. I'd have had to have a new washing machine. I, and she said, and they want us to boil this. Girl, ain't that much boiling in the world for me. <clears throat> so, Are you, you know, serious? I'm, Yes, ma'am. So I'm definitely one of those people who for years I've gotten bottled water. So I used to have like the five gallon tanks that you sit on top of the things. And my uh-huh. husband, said, I don't need all that Honey, water. Come out the tap and pay for water. Girl, you can't beat that joke of buying water now. <laughs> oh, wait. I don't understand. You cannot. You cannot. Can you Girl, work on your Siri? Yeah, Siri over here talking. She knows it. <laughs> So, but yeah, yeah, that's that's to the very fact that you can't, you don't have systems in place. It's not like getting cold and having ice storms is it is different. We've had ice storms here. How do you not winterize your public utilities? That goes for the electricity and the water. And and that's true. But again, we were six below. No one we that we reached record low temperatures since 1930. So that's what. Let's see. My grandma was born in 33. That's that's, that's 80. That's 80. 91 years ago. Am I adding that up right? Well, you know, we. It doesn't 80, matter. It's, it's 91. So basically. Our meteorologists and the people that are working in the power plant, they ain't that old. They don't, I mean, they don't, they didn't, it's hard to predict that. I would have never thought this. I would have never thought that I would be snowed in for that many days. I would have never, I mean, that's, this is just something that is very, and when they were asking people to stay out, don't go outside longer than five minutes. I'm first, I'm trying to figure out why people are out there anyway. But, you know, the children want to build a snowman, so let them hurry up and build a snowman. But, I mean, that, that, was, some, that was some very unpredictable, we better be paying attention 
and understand what the Bible is telling us about days to come with. Now, I'll, I'll give you that because I definitely think we are in days where God is trying to tell us something and that we need to be more cognizant and prescient of the things that are to happen around us. On the second thing I'm going to say is you watch too much TV because I didn't even know it was six degrees below. I definitely don't was not watching you, um, local TV. Had no idea. Uh, because you need to one, pay attention. Now, Not attention, but attention. <laughs> I was prepared. I was prepared. I was warm and prepared. So I had no need to watch TV. But um, and with that said, you know, also you have to be mindful of the fact that the public utilities are not there for an individual. They are there mm -hmm. as a business. And mm -hmm. that's why you can have people have a $16,000 light bill. Ooh. And. And then be expected to pay it as a person. And as I told you this morning, it just happened last week. How the heck do you get a billing cycle that fast? Wasn't nobody at work. So you mean to tell me you want a weekly cycle payment cycle? I mean, how in the hell did somebody get a bill, snatch it out there, their pay, their, their bank account auto draft that draft? Quick? I felt, I said, then that shocked me because, first of all, the postal system, they got to change their whole slogan because it, it used to be through rain, sleet, snow, whatever weather they delivered. No mailman ran yesterday and uh, ran all last week. And then you have the situation where how did you get a thousand? How did you get a sixteen thousand dollars? Who read the meter? Who came out and moved all the ice to read the meter? Th to me, that doesn't make sense. And I do think need, that. But do they need to read meters like they used to? Or do they is do the smart meters allow you to do it from the machine? Because really, you got the issue if you had a variable rate or mine is a fixed rate. So if you had a variable rate, is those people that had that variable rate are the ones that got stuck with these huge bills. See, so we don't have we don't have all them luxuries here in deep east Texas. You go oh, get <laughs> you go you gonna get what they send you, and that's what you go get. You don't pick unless you unless you go on a, a payment plan that balances out at the end of the year. That's variable. That's a variable rate. So if you took a variable rate, you could very well get a variable bill of 16 14,000 imagine you're basically paying the bill for your whole damn neighborhood that didn't have power what about what about these water bills that people are talking about and I'm like you can't be getting the water bill right now the water ain't been on I didn't even hear about water bills what are what are the water bills doing the, the uh, one lady was saying and some dollars and I'm like somebody I want to see it I want to see it. Unless you had a water main break, there's, and, and then uh, well, it depends on whether it's on your side of the property or the, the street. You know, I just don't, because there were plenty of people that had water breaks in their homes and got these bills. But, it, I, girl, this is going to have to be something where, see, this is a point to me where it circles back to what we started talking about. This is when your government central, governmental systems should step in and make sure that a person who received a $16,000 bill, you, you, no, no one person could pay that. That's not well That's off. Exactly. And, and, the, and the individual that that happened to was a 65-year-old retired vet. And, 
you know, that took his complete savings out of the bank and all he receives is his retirement benefits, you know. So now he goes from having a little cushion because $16,000 is nothing to be retired on. That's a mm-hmm. catastrophe away and exactly what happened. A catastrophe came. But, um, you know, you can't do that to a person like that. I mean, you, you exactly that sh- instead of making money, I, I don't even know how you fix something like that. You know, and don't tell me about what well, we'll do a payment plan. I'm not it, girl. That's like having a school loan. I'm not ever going to pay that out. That becomes mm-hmm. the least of my worries when it comes down to paying bills between me buying my medicine, possibly as a 65 year old eating because I don't expect he, he would not be eating, you know, a can of beans. Instead, he may evidently go buy himself a steak every now and then if he had $16,000 in the bank. Put that man $16,000 back in the bank exactly. and, make me a, and make me a payment plan. You can get $100 a month out of me till I die. Okay. That's all I got. $100 plus whatever my normal bill is. And then, and then on top of that, people at a certain age should not even, you shouldn't even put them in a variable plan. Because of the mm-hmm. possibility of something like this, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you they shouldn't even. It, and then, of course, to me, let's get on to the point that I don't think at a certain age you should be paying certain bills. I don't think people 65, 60 or 65 years or older that are not housing grandkids should pay school taxes. Don't get me started. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, so there's certain things that you get a certain age. You should get some kind of rebate back if you're paying them. You know, if you put on your income taxes that I pay, you know, school taxes, you should get some kind of rebate back. It makes no sense to me that you're paying in to a system in which you no longer even have kids. You've paid in all this time. You've paid it. You know, single people say, what about me? I don't have kids. You know, maybe there's a credit for you too to get something back. I just, you know, I really have a problem with, and I, and I did when my kids were in school, paying for things that I don't take, you know, part in. And mm-hmm. at some point, you know, it makes no sense to me that I pay the full amount as an older person for your kids to go to school, public school. And pay- Paying for new state. I, that's one of the complaints that I've heard when there's a school bill people are trying to, to pass. Why are you raising everybody when I don't even have kids, grandkids, anybody to go to the school system? And that's that's a that's a that's a citywide issue. That's gonna be something that'll have to be taken up. But I understand that because you know I'm only 30. I understand that some of the elderly get tax breaks and different things like that. Anyway, moving on to what I was saying uh, with me being 30 before something, hey, try Jesus, don't try me. I throw hands. I said I was 30 now. You ain't throwing nothing. But one of the things, here where I'm at, Audrey, 77 counties, they have uh, declared disaster. Uh, the school system here in Gladewater, where I live, they're out of school this entire week because of the water issues. And you got me scared with the fecal matter in the washing machine because my water came out brown a couple of times. And see, now, now you, you got, got shitty you got water. Worried. You got shitty <laughs> <I'll> water. Say- <laughs> Just look at it like added flavor. I'm going to tell you now, 
My city gave out free water today. You know, I'm always be a Glade Water Bear fan. Okay, water wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So you, you, wait, so you swallowed it down with a chaser. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. No, stop it. Seriously, for those who were involved in accidents, lost family members last week, the horrible wreck yeah. in Dallas. Uh, yeah. The people that are without electricity, those families that are freezing to death in their homes, the families yeah. whose homes have burned because they're trying to do all that they can to keep warm. The workers that are spending countless hours out there trying to work, the city right. managers, the city, the mayors, everyone who's trying to help figure out a plan because whatever you do, you can't please everybody. Our prayers right. and our thoughts are with them. We. One of the things that I want to say, being a crisis first responder, give people time. Give them time. Everybody, everybody is a priority, but we can't make everybody an emergency. So allow allow time. There's going to be some time for this water system to come back online. The system's got to flush out. We want to make sure that pH levels are correct. There's there's no fecal matter in it. I mean, we you you got to take a bath. You got to cook. You got to so. We all need to just, this is one time we all need to take our time and pray for one another that whom is without, God will provide some kind of way for them. Pray for your neighbor. Pray for, don't talk about neighbor either because last week my neighbor, but pray for your neighbor and pray for one another that things will go, things will work out. And I believe if we all just lean and depend on God, he said, if my people who are called upon my name, and, and I'm leaving right there. Audrey, I'll let you close. <laughs> well, you know what, Dracy, as, as much as, you know, I, I I give my name as a cussing cutter. You know, I'm a firm <laughs> believer. <laughs> I'm a firm believer. And I, I do think that we are in some trying times and God is trying to tell us something. Um, but I do think he gave us a whole lot of common sense and we need to start utilizing it as a people. But we need to come together as a people and not as fractions of people um, mm-hmm. it shouldn't matter what your color is your background your race your religion your sexual orientation none of that it should be about people taking care of people and one another because it's you're not an island unto yourself and it takes each of us to make this whole thing work and we are all cogs in the wheel so with that said um, I'm going to leave out because I'm greater than 30 and I'm tired. Yes, you are. I, I have reached, I really have reached the end of my road. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to some kind of vacation in the coming months. And maybe when, you know, doubling down with, you know, Garrett and Mac is on a hiatus, I can catch a, a good vacation, something with some umbrella drinks, because it's five o'clock somewhere. So with that, Jeracy, <laughs> I'll see you next Monday. Okay, I'm you, are greater, you are greater than 30. Yeah, I own that. These gray hairs give me away every day, every day. I fight them off like a, you know, uh, a banshee, but they keep coming back and they disrespectful. So with that said, uh, talk to us again. Listen to us again at Double Down with Garrett and Mac. We'll see you next time. Talk to you later. Be blessed. Bye, Jeracy. Bye. You've been listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Be sure to join Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week.